G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Faith does things. Abel offered a sacrifice. Noah prepared an ark. It comes down to this. A faith with no works is a faith that does not work. As James said, faith without works is dead. Pastor Greg Laurie urges us to let our faith fuel what we think and do. Faith doesn't just talk about it. Faith doesn't live in the realm of theory. Faith lives in the world of activity. It does things. This is the day when the lost are found. This is the day for a new beginning. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. Again, you hear all the angels are singing. This is the day, the day when life begins. Faith is such a broad, encompassing word. We might be fans of a sports team and have faith that they can win. Some people talk about having faith in themselves. We pledge our love to our spouse and we promise to remain faithful. But faith, as the Bible describes it, is at the very core of our relationship with God and it gives us the power to do His work. On A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie shows us how our faith can empower us to literally change the world. in your house, but my wife and I are always, well, I don't want to say fighting. Let's say we're disagreeing over the temperature of the room. My wife likes it warm and I like it cool. And sometimes I'll be sitting around and I'm breaking out in a complete sweat and I've dropped four pounds and I go over to the thermostat and it's set at like 78 degrees and I'll turn it back down to an appropriate setting of, you know, 61. No, not really. I, I like 70. 70 is pretty good for me. You know, she wants it warmer, I want it cooler. So we go back to the thermostat again and again. Why? Because the thermostat controls the temperature of the room. <laughs> so I have a question for you. Are you a thermostat or are you a thermometer? You're thinking, I'm a person. What are you saying? I don't understand the question. Well, it comes down to this. A thermometer is affected by its surroundings. Depending on the temperature, the mercury in the thermometer goes up or down. In contrast, a thermostat influences its surroundings. Unlike the thermometer, the thermostat controls the heat or coldness around it. So with that in mind, are you a thermometer or are you a thermostat? Let me put it another way. Are you changing culture or is culture changing you? Let me put it even another way. Is the world changing you or are you changing the world? Well, we start a brand new series and we're calling it World Changers and it's based on Hebrews chapter 11. And the title of my message is Are You Changing the World or Is the World Changing You? And we're gonna look at the stories of great men and women who serve God and in effect change their world. And we're gonna see after learning about them how we can change 
ours, I mean, maybe it's a tall order to change the whole world, but what about your world? What about your sphere of influence? What about your friends and your family and your neighborhood? You can have an effect there. You can be the change agent. You can be the thermostat. You can be the world changer. How do you do it? You do it through faith. First John 5, 4 says, this is the victory that overcomes the world, our faith. But you know, we talk about faith. Let's think about it a little bit more. Understand that faith is a lot like a muscle. The more you use a muscle, or another way to say it, the more you break down a muscle, the stronger the muscle becomes. If you neglect your muscles, uh, they will not develop. If you neglect them for too long, they can even atrophy. I was at the gym a while back and I saw a guy, he's a big bodybuilder guy, and I don't know why, but he decided that he only wanted to build his upper body. So the guy's massive shoulders, arms, chest, you know, six pack, the whole deal. And then he had legs like chicken legs. They were just like, <laughs> I'm like, seriously, wow, look at you. I mean, it's like, really, don't ever wear shorts. I wouldn't if I, but you know, it's funny how I just want to build this part, I want to deal with the rest. And that's how some people are, they're sort of underdeveloped. You use your muscle and you get stronger. Faith is the same way. Use it or lose it. In fact, over in Jude 120, it says, Dear friends, build yourselves up in your most holy faith by praying in the Holy Spirit, staying right at the center of God's love, keeping your arms open and outstretched, ready for the mercy of our Master, the Lord Jesus Christ. Notice that's telling us that faith does things. Faith is active. He says, be praying, be staying, be keeping. Do things with your faith. Don't neglect your faith. For me, it seems like a lot of people, are, faith to them is like a, it's like a four-wheel drive vehicle. You know, they make amazing vehicles now. And guys will go out and do a bunch of stuff, aftermarket equipment, you know. They'll raise them, get giant tires, giant wheels, big winch on the front, uh, huge lights, you know. So when they pull up behind you, you look in your rearview mirror, you're looking at the chassis of their car. And so maybe they pull into a gas station, which they have to do a lot, like every four minutes, you know, because they burn a lot of fuel. You pull up and your little Prius, your wheels are this big. And so you go, oh man, that's, that thing's cool. You do a lot of four-wheeling and the guy's like, what, are you kidding me? You know how much I spent on this thing? There's no way I want to take it out on the dirt. Where are you going now? I'm going to another car wash, you know? It's kind of like all show and no go. Hey, take that bad boy and Use it for what it was designed for. And that's what faith is like for some people. You know, we talk about it and, and we, we, you know, we like to discuss it, but we don't use our faith. We treat faith like an egg. It's, it's fragile. Don't drop it. I've discovered whenever I go to the market and if I have 10 bags of groceries, if any of them contain eggs, you know if I drop one bag, what's in the bag, right? If you don't notice that, you drop one bag. Never the cans, who cares about a dented can? Never the bread, the bread can take it. No, it's always the eggs cracked. And we treat faith like an egg. Oh, be careful, don't breathe on it, no. Use it, get it out on the dirt. Put it into action. Watch what God can do with faith. Thanks for joining us today. You're listening to A New Beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie, the Senior Pastor of Harvest Christian Fellowship in Riverside, California. He's launching a new series today called World Changes. We're talking about faith and how faith really only works when you put it to work. Let's continue.
Now let's read about it. Hebrews 11, we're gonna read verses one to 10. There's more in the chapter. I encourage you to read the rest later. We'll come to it in time. But for now, let's read these verses. Verse one, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good testimony. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. By faith Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts. And though he was dead, he still speaks. By faith Enoch was taken away, so he did not see death and was not found, because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony, he pleased God. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he that comes to God must believe that he is, and he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. By faith, Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear and prepared an ark for the saving of his household, by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is according to faith. By faith Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place where he would go to receive his inheritance. And he went out, not knowing where he was going. By faith he dwelt in the land of promise as in a foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he waited for the city, which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. I love that. All right, let's break it down now. Point number one, if you're taking notes, faith does things. Faith does things. So many verses here speak of how faith worked. Abel offered a sacrifice. Noah prepared an ark. Abraham obeyed and later even offered up Isaac. It comes down to this. A faith with no works is a faith that does not work. So these people use their faith. Listen, you can't run and stand still at the same time. If you're sitting, you're not running, and if you're running, you're not sitting. How oh, we all wish we could find some lazy boy we could sit in and still get the benefits of exercise. Well, not such thing exists. And in the same way, if we're running in the race of life, we can't be sitting. So faith is getting out there and running this race. But what is faith? You know, we tell people to have faith. Just have faith, trust God. They have a crisis, whoa. Believe in the Lord, he'll get you through. And then it happens to us. And all of a sudden, we're not so big on it because we're struggling with it. Heard about a woman who had a crazy husband and she went to the pastor and said, Pastor, my husband tells me if I keep coming to the church, he'll kill me. Pastor says, now don't be afraid. Have faith in God. The Lord will protect you. So she came back again. Pastor, my husband said again, if I keep coming to this church, he'll kill me. Well, no, just trust in the Lord. The Lord will protect you. She came back many times giving this message to the pastor. Each time he reminded her, have faith in God. Then one day she came and said, Pastor, my husband just said, if I keep coming to this church, he's gonna kill you. Then the pastor said, you ought to look into that church on the other side of town that just started up. <laughs> Be a good place for you to land. Yeah, it's easy to tell others they have faith until my faith is tested. But listen to this. Number two, faith grows stronger through testing. Faith grows stronger through testing. Even as muscle gets stronger through use, being broken down and built up, the same is true of faith. James 1 says, from the Phillips translation. 
when all kinds of trials and temptations crowd into your lives, my brothers, don't treat them as intruders, but friends. Realize they come to test your faith and to produce in you a quality of endurance. Listen, God will test your faith for your own good. I know you would like to have a trouble-free life. I know you would like to have a temptation-free life. You say, oh no, here comes a trial. I don't want to be tempted, but it's been said one Christian who has been tempted is worth a thousand who haven't been. It's also said Christians are a lot like tea bags. You don't know what they're made of until you put them in hot water. <laughs> and maybe you're in hot water right now. The hot water of temptation. The hot water of difficulty. And your faith is being tested. Know this, God won't give you more than you can handle, but you can handle more than you think you can. Y'all, I can't handle it. Actually, you probably can. And if the Lord gave it to you, you can handle it. And if you couldn't handle it, well, he wouldn't have given it to you. He'll give you what you're ready for. Uh, take Abraham. Uh, the Lord started by just saying, leave your country. Later on, he said, I want you to take your son and lay him on the altar. We'll talk about what that meant later. But he started with a simple test and went on to a harder test. Faith is not just a feeling. Faith is obeying God in spite of feelings, circumstances, or consequences. Let me say it again. Faith is obeying God in spite of your feelings, circumstances, or consequences. That's great. By the way, what is faith? <laughs> I mean, really, can you define faith? Well, Hebrews does. Verse one, faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So we'll say, that's what faith is. What does that mean? I have no idea, but that's what it is. <laughs> Do we really understand what that's saying? Uh, the New Living Translation puts it this way. What is faith? It's the confident assurance that what we hope for is going to happen. It's the evidence of things we cannot yet see. It comes down to this. Faith sees invisible things. I see dead people. No, not that kind of thing. That's a line from a film, forget it. Okay, it sees invisible things. Faith sees what could be. Oswald Chambers said, and I quote, faith enables the believing soul to treat the future as present and the invisible as seen, end quote. That's good. So, you know, you can see a problem, but can you see a solution? Faith sees solutions. Pastor Greg Laurie with some excellent insight on faith today as he launches a series called World Changes. Well, next time he'll share more about how God can use faith to help us to change our world. But here's a final comment right now as Pastor Greg closes. So I look at the state of America right now. I look at the moral breakdown. I look at all the problems we're having. I just want to wring my hands and say, I don't know what to do. Well, wait a second. Look at it with faith now and say, could God change this? Could the Lord send a mighty spiritual awakening? We'll start praying for that. You think of someone you know that's not a Christian. <laughs> you can't even imagine them ever being a Christian. It's just the whole idea of them holding a Bible. Like, it's never happened. Well, it could happen. God can convert anyone. Start praying for them. Take it to the next level. How are you gonna know if you don't try? Well, I don't wanna try and fail. Why not? I'd rather try and fail than not try at all, wouldn't you? That's faith. Faith takes risks. 
Faith will bet the farm on something. Faith will say, let's just see what the Lord will do. Or maybe you have a marriage, you see, that's coming apart. Maybe it's your marriage. And you say, well, I guess it's, it's just doomed. There's nothing I can do. What are you talking about? Put some faith in there and take action. Well, what action should I take? I don't know. Why don't you go apologize? Well, I, I haven't done anything wrong. I already know you're doing something wrong by saying you didn't do anything wrong. You're probably the major part of the problem. Now, come to think of it, after listening to you say, I didn't do anything wrong, I don't have anything to apologize. Yes, you do. Every husband does. Just changing the temperature and the thermostat, you know, come on. Every wife does. Go to your spouse that you're estranged from or having friction with and say, I'm sorry. Take action. Faith takes action. Faith doesn't just talk about it. Faith doesn't live in the realm of theory. Faith lives in the world of activity. It does things. If you'd like a copy of today's full message from Pastor Greg, get in touch with Vision Christian Store. It was called a you a world changer? Just go to visionstore.org.au or call 1-800-00-5011. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.